Understanding firsthand the importance of preventative health care after undergoing a crucial operation in high school, our next guest has made it his mission to solve this core pain point for the industry. As the paradigm in healthcare delivery shifts, it's time for the industry to answer the call of what people are demanding and seeking for their care. Kevin Klinsky, CTO of Healthy, joins us to discuss the company's white label and API platform, which serves as the underlying infrastructure for digital health companies and health and wellness organizations striving to deliver accessible digital first healthcare. Join us to learn how Healthy's HIPAA compliant software is elevating telehealth business management so healthcare providers everywhere can focus on offering a preventative, personalized care experience that leads to better health outcomes. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Kevin, a big, big welcome to our podcast. I'm so excited to spend some time with you today. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Great to be here. Well, given your passion and dedication to helping modernize the healthcare experience and improve patient outcomes, I'm excited to have this important conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Kevin, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Healthy Team offer telehealth, business management, and coaching tools for digital health startups, retail stores, health and wellness clinics, and other organizations. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world. Yeah, thanks, Mike. The advice I'd give is really one that we got a lot when we were starting, and we didn't believe, and then a couple of years and realized how true that advice actually was. And it's really when you're building a startup, and especially a startup in the healthcare space, which can move slower than other areas, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and you can't sprint a marathon. When I started Healthy with my co-founder, this is our first time, we were first-time founders. We were incredibly excited. We were passionate. We were energetic. And we just told all our advisors that we would sprint the marathon uh, and realized a couple of years in that that's just not really something you can do. You don't want to burn too brightly and then burn out both as a person and both as a company. So my overall advice is you can't sprint a marathon. So it's really important to build a sustainable company. Healthy has been profitable for the past four years and a sustainable lifestyle. 100 hour weeks, not really great. It's important to take care of yourself physically, mentally to really build that great longstanding company. You know, Kevin, I appreciate you sharing that. And it is so true. You know, you and I have been at it now in healthcare innovation for quite some time. And, and you're right. It is not a sprint. It takes a long time. It's a very complicated industry, a very big one. Matter of fact, the biggest industry in our nation. But how do you balance that, right? There's this whole notion within the startup culture. It's the crush it culture. It's the, you know, I'm scaling as fast as I possibly can. It's, I'm always crushing it. How do you balance that not only for yourself, but then how do you also drive that culture within your company at Healthy? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. I mean, I think it was so easy, and I remember kind of growing up, always interested in startups, reading TechCrunch, reading Hacker News, reading these other news sites, and all you see are basically the highlights for the most part. You're seeing the funding announcements, the billion-dollar sales, all those things. 
And it gets very easy. And especially, I think a lot of people in the space were also very vocal about hustle culture and work 100 hour weeks and work like your competitors trying to take everything away from you every day. And there's some validity in that, but really it's just not sustainable. So when you think about it on the long term, I mean, both at Healthy, I think the most important part of a company is really the people there. And that's the founders, but also the other employees. So I think it's important to build a corporate culture where you're taking care of yourself as a founder and then also taking care of your employees. So whether that's time off, that's not having crazy hours unless absolutely needed, that's being mindful about not slacking people or texting people outside of work hours unless there's an absolute urgent matter that needs to be taken care of. Because really, you want employees, you know, Healthy is about six and a half years old. We've had employees at Healthy for six years. And just that level of knowledge and domain-specific things that they pick up over the years that's so, so valuable is great. And they wouldn't have stuck with us, you know, if we didn't overall do a decent job with the corporate culture piece. I absolutely love that. And, you know, I've been a subscriber to all of that for many years with my innovation and entrepreneurial endeavors. And that is very true here at, at Olive, where we're creating the Internet of Healthcare for our country. Some of the biggest ideas that I've had within my entrepreneurial journey are outside of the proverbial office. You know, I'm very fortunate to live in Colorado. It's going down, you know, the side of a mountain skiing and having some of those big aha moments. So I couldn't agree more with you on that work-life balance. It's more important than ever, especially during these very interesting times, to say the least. But Kevin, I'm looking forward to unpacking all the things that you and the team are building at Healthy after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Kevin Klinsky, CTO at Healthy. Kevin, thank you so much for teeing us up, sharing about the culture at Healthy. It's that marathon, not a sprint, especially in healthcare. You talked about the culture you guys are building and the things you guys are looking forward to accomplish at Healthy in the long term. You guys have been at it now for six and a half years. I want to talk about that founder's journey. I know you met your co-founder while at, at University of Pennsylvania. Again, now over six years old. I know there's a lot of great things even happening today. As a lot of us like to say, we're just getting started, right? And then also, let's talk a little future state. Where do you see things heading for your organization and the industry? And of course, how we can be helping you. But first, Kevin, let's rewind that clock. You met your co-founder while you're studying at Penn. And then how did you even also get excited about healthcare as well? Take us back. Take us under the hood a bit. How did this all come to be in the first place? Yeah. So I really got interested in healthcare and technology when I had open heart surgery uh, after my freshman year of high school. And that was the whole process, as you can imagine, between all the prep and then you have the surgery. And then you really have eight weeks after where you're kind of recuperating. You can't run around, can't do sports, can't do a lot of the things that I normally spent summers doing. So I ended up playing way too many video games, but more productively, got really into programming, had always loved computers, but built my first web application that summer. 
and really started to care about kind of health and wellness and fitness in general. I think, you know, it's like the quote, you don't realize what you have until it's gone, right? And that was really true for me. So suddenly I started reading a lot more fitness blogs, health blogs, basically trying to live vicariously through other people when I was basically laid up, recovered from that, kept on taking that seriously, wrestled all through high school, won a New York City wrestling championship, and then also started doing freelance web development for different small businesses, startups, nonprofits, helping them build out their MVPs. So graduated high school, went to Penn, where I met Erica, my co-founder, at an uh, entrepreneurship event there. She had come from basically healthcare consulting. She was there getting her MBA. And at the time, you know, there was this whole stereotype of Penn MBAs where they were you know, trying to find engineers to build the next Facebook and pay them in pizza. So she connected with me. She said, hey, I have this new company I want to talk to you about. I thought it was going to be a funny story and a terrible idea and kind of a joke. So took the meeting. And instead of it being this insane idea you know, that wouldn't have got anywhere, I could tell off the bat that she knew a lot about the domain. She knew about the industry. And it was a company that had a really clear path to getting customers and revenue from a very early stage, which was important to me. So we built out kind of the minimum viable product, like basically over winter break, over the first few weeks. Launched a couple weeks later, and I think we got our you know first paying customer probably about five or six weeks from the time I met my co-founder. So that was really exciting, just because you know as you can imagine that initial product didn't have a lot of features. The features we had were very narrow, but we were just solving such a core pain point for the space we were in, which we started with individual registered dietitians that people were paying us for a whole year up front just because they saw the potential. The product as a whole delivered some value, and they were just incredibly excited about that. So that's really yeah how I met my co-founder and how we got started. Oh my gosh, I love it, Kevin. And of course, before we dive into to what you guys are building at Healthy and how things are going current state and where you guys are going to take the company in the near future here, I also, I got to ask, you being a new entrepreneur into healthcare and health tech, did you know it was going to be this complicated and, and such a mess that it is? Did you know that going in? And no matter the answer, would you do it again? Yeah, so A, absolutely not, right? I was kind of, you know, real first-time founder, new entrepreneur kind of doing all this stuff. And you're doing things where I think startups, a lot of times people think are smoother than they are. Like we've been around for six years. We had a messy middle in there, which I'm happy to talk about. So that's kind of startups, which have the thing. And then you're also dealing with healthcare. And healthcare is this most like Byzantine arcane system. I mean, I remember, you know, I left Penn and work on this full time. And that first summer, we added a CMS-1500 claim generation capabilities to our platform. So I'm sitting there, I'm like looking at like the, the PDF form from CMS and all the boxes and mapping those all together and, and just hours and hours and hours of like laying stuff like that out. And that's just one example, but it absolutely is a lot harder and, and more confusing than I ever expected. But that also means as you learn more about as a founder, and as your company gets more mature, it creates a lot of opportunities for the company. Like we handle things that took us a very, very long time to do that if you were starting from scratch would take a long time to do. But for our customers, we make it incredibly easy because we know how to do it. We already handle that. So yeah, I mean, what I always say about healthy is there's nothing I'd rather be doing, right? Over the past six years, I think we make an immense impact. You know, we, we help a ton of people. We help a ton of businesses. So even when it's not fun, there's still nothing I'd rather be doing. Well, let's talk about what you and the team are doing. Let's go ahead and, and go there, Kevin. What is healthy? Yeah, so healthy, you know, six and a half years ago, went from being this basic practice management software to individual registered dietitians. And then over the years, what we do now is we build kind of that core underlying infrastructure, you know, powering virtual care offerings for over 2,000 customers. We work with startups. We work with large brick and mortar retail chains, grocery stores, et cetera, all with the same mission of launching and scaling these virtual care services. We help them with things like scheduling, 
video chatting, syncing with smart devices, messaging patients, and a whole lot more, all in one place they can easily build on top of. We cover over a million patient lives. We uh, you know, offer a full open API, which we've been doing to allow people to build fully custom interfaces. And overall, we've really just kind of, from day one, really try to continue on that mission to build being that underlying infrastructure powering this digital health revolution. I also want to talk about, and thank you for that, Kevin, I also want to talk about what did COVID do for healthy, right? You know as well as I do, a lot changed in March of 2020, some for the, obviously a lot for the bad in regards to our global health, but there was a lot of opportunity and those genies that came out of the bottle, we're not going to put them back in. So I want to go there in just a moment. But you also mentioned a few moments ago, Kevin, this messy in the middle. I think it's important to share that along a founder's journey. What was Healthy's messy in the middle? Yeah, great question. And going back to it, right? Like, I think if you just see the headlines or you see the press or announcements about Healthy, it's all kind of really amazing because the news overall is amazing. But in the time, as you mentioned, there is a messy middle. And I think really all startups experience this messy middle. For Healthy, effectively, the messy middle was, as I mentioned, you know, we got started as an MVP, kind of ran a part-time for a few months. My co-founder and I dropped out of Penn to work on it full-time. And then we really, really were in go mode. So kind of we were growing quickly. We were solving these kind of incredibly core pain points for a lot of our customers and just kind of building features, building features, building features, and really try to make sure that we were able to meet the needs kind of of all our users. About two years in, you know, we were making money, lots of paying customers, but we realized that like this technical foundation that we had built, right, which kind of came from this initial MVP was not the technical foundation that was going to let us build the company that we really wanted to build and turn into for the long term. So in 2018, we did basically a massive roundup rebuild of the platform. Going back to being a first-time founder, you know, first-time CTO running a company that scale, I thought it would be a lot easier than it was. It was an absolutely nightmarish five months. Basically, it's like literally tearing up a building and rebuilding it in place while you have customers on the platform, while you're doing all these things. But what that really let us do was kind of get through that and be in a place where we were suddenly able to not just meet the needs of kind of smaller individual private practices, but really these much more sophisticated digital health startups or these large brick and mortar incumbents that just had different requirements than what our prior customers did. We were able to offer an API of all our features. We were able to offer fully branded interfaces. So we can give people mobile applications or a web application. That's all their information, no mention of healthy, but they don't have to write a line of code. And that all happened from this effectively, you know, nightmarish five or six month period where you're working crazy hours. It feels like you're not making any progress. There's constant fires you're putting out. But that was really something we had to do to be able to do the work we're doing now. And let's also, you know, we could talk all day long, obviously, with you being a CTO. We could talk about, you know, how difficult that was on a technical side of, of the company. What I'm always fascinated by is when you make these big decisions, when you're going to tear everything down and rebuild it, how did you keep the culture within healthy during that very pivotal moment? Yeah. And I mean, I think, A, it's incredibly hard because you're basically, you know, as like you're a CTO co-founder of the company, you're basically telling really the business side and the engineers, hey, it's going to be really painful. Trust me, we're going to do this. This is something that needs to happen for the company. And what also happened transparently was I think, hey, it's going to be painful. It's going to be three months. It ended up, you know, being like five months, right? And that means that everything after that month three, each week, each day, there's kind of this constant immense pressure, I think, both on the company, on you as a founder, on the other engineers on the team. That is just really, really, really hard. So, I mean, you're really asking for your coworkers, your co-founder, et cetera, to take a leap of faith with you. And I think for that, that comes much more so not from the actual civic leap of faith you're asking them to take, and more so the relationship and culture you've built previously, right? Where if you have that really, really strong bond of trust and respect for people, 
they may not totally understand or agree kind of with some specific decisions, but they trust you enough and believe in you enough. Well, they'll kind of ride it out while you put those decisions in place. So it's definitely, definitely a big thing. We did lose people during that time, right? It's a hard ask for people to say, hey, it's going to be a crazy five or six months. But overall, like in hindsight, that is what allowed Healthy to be what it is today. I love it. Thanks for taking us on the inside there during those pivotal moments for the company. Let's also now, you know, I was mentioning a few moments ago around this whole notion of, of COVID, right? Let me set the stage a little bit, Kevin, because I think it's an important one. Here we have been for years working incredibly hard for this notion of virtual or telehealth to be adopted at scale, right? And we would see, you know, as well as I do, especially like established healthcare systems, we would see months and months and months just to trial a telehealth application, right? It was just maddening, especially for us on the startup tech entrepreneurial side, right? Like, why is this taking so long? It obviously makes sense. And then boom, COVID hits. All of a sudden, we're standing up these virtual care instances inside health systems and other organizations in a matter of days versus, you know, piloting something for a matter of months. What did COVID do for healthy? And what are your thoughts on where we are currently in this whole movement around virtual health now that COVID is cooling somewhat? Yeah. And Mike, that's exactly right. From our position, you know, COVID happened about three and a half, four years into the company, and we had been beating the drum for four years saying, hey, virtual care is good, telehealth is good. We think there's going to be a lot more adoption. We think it's kind of the future of the healthcare system. And then you kind of go from that, and then suddenly overnight, you go from, you know, the vast majority of appointments being in person to, wow, now the vast majority of appointments in telehealth. So off the bat, those first few weeks in March and April, a lot of our work was a making sure that our existing customers, a lot of them who had prior been doing a lot of in-person appointments, were able to switch to running fully virtual businesses overnight. And I still think, you know, in the six and a half years we've been doing this, some of the most rewarding work I've done, some of like the most impact I felt is allowing those businesses to basically turn on a dime uh, and keep on running and offering services during COVID. So really, really proud of the work we did there. And then as you can do that, as you can imagine, I think our video chat usage went up 8x in like a week or something like that. So you're running around, you're dealing with scaling problems that happen faster than you were expecting, you know, optimization. So that was a lot of it. And then kind of once that basically stabilized and people had a better sense of kind of, well, what COVID is and kind of how, you know, how that's happening, you kind of hit a stable point with that. And then I think the overall industry is seen there is you went from COVID, you know, I think doing almost no of in-person acute care appointments to the vast majority and that's starting to die down. And I think the real question that the industry is asking right now is, hey, what is the future of telehealth? And I think the answer that we really see with our customers every day and why we're so excited going forward is that telehealth really goes from good to great when it starts copying and starts stealing, right? Like if we're just offering the same type of appointments that we were offering in person virtually, that's okay. But that's not really what I think or what Healthy thinks is the future of our healthcare system. Where telehealth really gets amazing is when you pair these telehealth visits with things that never would have been impossible in person, right? Whether that's smart device data, whether that's doing very short video visits that would make no sense to go to an office in person for, whether it's pairing it with kind of other metrics and other analysis you can run because it's virtual. And we are seeing all these customers, right? Digital healthcare startups and things like weight loss, addiction treatment, pre and postnatal care, treatment for chronic pain that never would have worked in an in-person context that are now, you know, delivering this care at scale on top of healthy to these you know, ever-growing patient bases. And I think that's so exciting to see because so much of that care is also proactive. So we're actually stopping a lot of people from ever ending up in the hospital, right? For needing acute care, for needing treatment for an overdose, because a lot of this new type of care that you can deliver much more effectively via telehealth 
is much more proactive and is happening a lot earlier, you know, in this health process. Thanks for that as well, Kevin. And also I want to talk about the customers, the end users of your platform. And I know you guys have stakeholders in different arenas out there, which is really exciting. Overall, Kevin, how has the feedback been from your customers? And I know, you know, the end users, those patients, those members, they may not see you guys directly, but they obviously are experiencing the power of what you guys have created. What has been the feedback out there in the marketplace for you guys? Yeah, I mean, and I think that's exactly right. Like Healthy, we know what we're good at. We are a tech platform. We basically try to stay behind the scenes and let our direct customers build these amazing care models and experiences on top of it. I really think the feedback we've had you know, has been fantastic. I mean, I think what we basically let our customers do, I mean, we work with everybody from people just starting out to founders in a venture studio somewhere to established digital health companies with hundreds of providers to these very large traditional brick and mortar grocery chains that have been around for, you know, over a hundred years in some cases that are trying to basically start their own virtual care offerings to their existing customer bases. And I mean, I think what we really let people do is a go to market quickly, right? So you're not spending years and millions of dollars building out kind of your own EHR, your own patient engagement platform. We let people iterate very quickly, right? We've seen customers go pivot their whole business model in like a day because healthy, you check some boxes, you can totally change the type of care you're offering. And then we've really helped customers scale versus hitting a lot of the pain points we hit over six years as you go from 1,000 users, 10,000 users, a million users, they're able to make those transitions very seamlessly because of the tech we're offering. So we power, as I mentioned, we cover over a million patient lives. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of the providers every day. And we're really that backbone that a lot of these people are building on top of. And I think going back to some of the most rewarding work we do, I mean, seeing the businesses grow, the type of care they provide, the fact they're adding on new patients every day, it's just really amazing. And it's part of why I like, you know, the work we do at Healthy so much. I love it. I love it. Kevin, I'm going to pull the uh, crystal ball off the shelf over here. Let's look at a little future state. You know, as well as I do, we, and we talked about a couple moments ago, right? A lot has changed since March of 2020. And the acceleration of change, I believe, is only going to continue to get faster and faster. We're not going to put those genies back in the bottle. Change is here to stay. I think that's going to be our only constant moving forward. And I think it's a good thing. I think, you know, as well as I do, very complex industry. You mentioned it to a very, very Byzantine type of environment. These need to change, be able to answer the call for what people in our country are now demanding and seeking for their care. So with that, Kevin, let's look at a little future state. Let's look at that crystal ball. Where do you and your team see things in the next two to three, three to five years? And then, of course, at that intersection, where is healthy going to be as well? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, I think overall... What we really see happening, so kind of taking a step back as it relates to where healthy is, if you look at e-commerce 12, 15 years ago, if you wanted to sell snowboards online, you had people building their own e-commerce software. And that's how Shopify got started. And now if you launched a new e-commerce business today, you'd be insane to build your own store software. What's been happening in digital health for the past six years is you look at the rows of the world, the One Medicals, et cetera, all these now digital health unicorns, six years who started you know, 10 years ago, they built a lot of their own tech, right? They built their own EHRs, they built their own patient engagement platform, and they are all like 80% the same. They're all basically not as good as what they could be because it's not the core focus of the business. These businesses really are care deliverers. They're not technology companies in a lot of these cases, and they're especially not EMR builders. So what we saw happen in e-commerce, right, where suddenly there's now a Shopify and everybody's able to really focus on the core part of the business, we're seeing in digital health. And that's really what Healthy's role is, right? Where we are going to be the Shopify for digital health. And we're basically already doing it, but especially as we grow, making it very, very easy to kind of launch and scale these virtual care initiatives. And when that becomes easy to do, right, we see a huge sea change 
in kind of the type of care offerings, who can start things, what can be offered. So I think what we really see over the next few years, a lot more point solutions, right? You're going to see individual startups, right, who are experts in one space or one condition that are delivering care incredibly tailored to that, that economies of scale wouldn't have been able to do that without a company like Healthy, but with company, but with Healthy can basically hit market, reach patients and really focus on what they do best. I think that's kind of part A. Part B, I think we're going to see a lot of these larger, more established companies be able to do experiments and try out different things of offering new types of care to their existing patient bases. We see this amazing work with kind of the retail stores and these grocery stores we work with, where they have tens of thousands of people in their stores every day. They're already really, really like the brand. They have good relationships. And there's a great opportunity for those more established companies to offer new types of care. Once again, big retail grocery chains, not always great at building their own tech in cases like this, but are amazing at delivering care, have a great audience, and a platform like Healthy really lets them hit that market. So I think with those two things, you see a lot more really, really effective point solutions, especially point solutions that are proactive. I think ultimately where you look at five, 10 years is you're starting to really you know, prevent and not just cure. And I think that's ultimately when we started six years ago with dietitians, that was why we were so excited about the dietitian space. And if we can really deal with a lot of these initial causes of problems before they come in acute, hey, I need to be in an emergency room, I need to be in an urgent care center, we just end up in such a better place with our healthcare system that's even hard to describe that I just think is such a place we need to be at. So that's really why we're so excited about healthy. We're seeing that kind of revolution. That revolution's happening, and we're basing that underlying infrastructure powering a lot of that. Where do you also see it's an exciting future, and I, I, I cannot wait for it. It's getting here quicker and quicker, which I'm definitely applauding, Kevin. So where do you also see, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, this notion of the connected self, quantified self. Do you see that being a big role within this future that you just painted? I do, because going back to Bears Venture, it's progressively getting easier and easier, right, to have a smart device on. You know, I have an Apple Watch, tells me my heart rate, my blood ox, kind of all that stuff on a constant basis. There's a lot more specialized solutions there. It's a lot easier to get a lab delivered to your home where you can get specific data about yourself or go to a Quest site and get the lab results done and have that be automatically piped back through a platform like Healthy. And I think what that really lets people do, and I'm not a medical professional myself, but from talking to all the care providers we work with, it lets the care providers offer much more tailored and much better medical advice, right? And I think really that's so, so important because I think traditionally it's been more of a one-size-fits-all approach, which doesn't work for a lot of these cases. And the fact that now these other technologies, quantified self, these connected devices are so accessible, I think really empowers the providers to have better care models, to deliver better care. And a lot of our customers are doing that. I'd say the majority are using either labs or connected devices. And it's really just the power we see when it comes to the type of care they deliver to patients and the way it changes the patient's experience is so important. So yeah, I'm incredibly excited about that as a whole. Yeah, likewise. Absolutely. So, all right, putting the uh, crystal ball back on the shelf. So thank you for that, Kevin. Now let's come back a bit into current state. How can we be helping you? We have an incredible community rally around this podcast around the nation. Some of our nation's leaders tuning in on the weekly What's one problem, need, or question that you and the healthy team have that our community can be helping you with? Yeah, I mean, I would say overall, and really a question is, how in your current role, right, can you drive innovation and help basically work towards this ultimate vision of let's have a lot of these really amazing targeted solutions that are proactive? So we've seen great people use healthy everywhere from, as I mentioned, these large established companies where they're basically building a startup within a startup, spinning up a new business line and making a huge difference. We're seeing people create these innovative care models who are, you know, in some cases, basically a brand new company working with new patients and able to get off the ground very easily. 
So that's overall, like I would say one of the things that I love about my job is I'm amazed every day at the breadth of companies we talk to, the problems they're solving and the ways they're going about solving it that I would never even really think of. That's ultimately kind of the gauntlet I would throw down at your audience is, hey, how can I, from my knowledge, from my experience, from my position, how can I think of these new types of care solutions that really make a difference for the type of patient base that they would work with? I love it. Awesome. Well, the gauntlet has been thrown down and hopefully our audience will pick it up and uh, contact you. But of course, be able to get a hold of you. They need to know where to find you, Kevin. Where can they find you online, social media handles or otherwise? How can we get a hold of you? Yeah. So you can find information about healthy at just gethealthy.com with an IE at the end. My email is just Kevin at gethealthy.com. Feel free to reach out. I have a Twitter at at C and I write at uh, klinsky.me. Easy enough. And all those contact points will be in the episode notes. So in your favorite podcast player, simply scroll down and click on through to get a hold of Kevin and the healthy team. You can also head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Kevin's episode where those contact points will be listed. And you can leave feedback and suggestions in the comments section as well. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Kevin, this has been a blast. We have one more little piece where we'll get you out of here. Love this topic. Love this conversation. May need to check back in with you in about a year or so. We, we love to do where are they now kind of segments. But for now, we have one more piece. We'll get you out of here. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I'm a passionate pioneer because I understand firsthand the importance of preventative health care. And I am helping build a foundation for these emerging digital healthcare models. Absolutely love it. Awesome. Well, you wrapped it up perfectly, Kevin. Thank you so much for being with us today and really rooting you guys on. You guys are doing incredible work, needed work as we continue to push the ball forward and reimagining the health and wellness of our communities across this nation. So, Kevin, to you and the Healthy Team, thank you for all that you do, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.